Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MB. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back, Easy. Yes, thank you. I'm back here. It's been a long journey. I know you had plans to go to Jamaica, but I know that didn't work out. So what did you wind up doing? Yeah, so I was going to Jamaica with a couple of my friends, and they kept changing the rules. And then I said, you know what? I don't want to go to Jamaica. And then we're bringing over coronavirus. They've been doing a great job at maintaining everything there. So instead, I was going to not do much. But then I ended up going to uh, to Ohio to Dave Chappelle. He had this stand-up comedy show that and it was like a variety show kind of that he was hosting out there where he lives mm-hmm. and spent a few days there we also went to orlando in florida and so that was basically my week off and as soon as we got to ohio we all had to get tested for coronavirus before you can talk to anybody be around anyone so that was my first time doing that testing too well how, well, how did he do that as soon as you land is you cannot go into the state without being tested no, when you go to uh, Dave Chappelle's event, oh, he Dave has Chappelle's his event. own thing that okay. he paid for. So he paid for uh, the doctors to come and they set up like a mobile unit. And then everybody that wants, if you want to participate in any, any of the activities that he had going on, you have to get tested. You have to test negative. For everybody that's been out there for the past couple of weeks, they have to keep on getting retested. And you find out your results in 15 minutes. Now, do they do the thing up your nose, the long yep. Q-tip? Wow. Yes, yes, yes. It was not fun. But it was quick. And I think I was real nervous about it because everybody kept talking about how painful it was Mm -hmm. and you could feel it in your brain and all of this. But it was really, really quick. It was less than like 15 seconds. Jeez, but was it painful? Could you feel it in your brain? Yeah, but I'm okay with a little pain. You know, they say women are better at withstanding pain. Goodness gracious. All right. Well, good morning, Toronto. Good morning, Toronto. About time. Toronto's like, I was waiting on my six. Right, Jesus no, I, Christ. We haven't seen you in about six days. So I was curious to where she, if she went to Jamaica or if she made it back or what was going on. So I'm just curious. That's all. Jeez. Yeah, but yeah, I, I had a great mad, week off. I, I, yeah, I saw mad people out of the country. I was like, man, what the hell is going on? Because I saw people in Barbados. I saw mm-hmm. people in the Bahamas. I'm like, what? I saw, I saw people in Mexico. I was like, how the hell y'all get yeah. out the country? The people are out Barbados. and about. Barbados is doing this whole thing where you can work from there for a year. They're granting people like this opportunity to come and work there and you can go back and forth. It's something they're trying to revive their tourism economy. But also, since so many people are working from other places, it would be nice to work from Barbados from a year if you could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be it, cool. it ain't a vacation. It ain't a vacation if I got to work. I get, what, I get it, though. Yeah, but at least you'd be on working on a beach. Yeah. In nice weather. Uh, yeah, and this, a lot of people. Activity a little bit. 
Maybe. There's a lot of people who have wanted to have the opportunity to be away for a year and do things like that. So if you can right now, since your office building isn't letting people in, it's a great time to do it. You might not ever have that chance anytime soon again. Yeah, that's probably. you. You can only you. You probably that's better when you're single though. When you got you got kids and a family, you can't. I wish. I wish you can't, you can't just up and go away for a year at another place. Yeah, no, nah, you can't because it's gonna be virtual classes. So they, you know, they they can take virtual classes, right? Well, not so fast. We're gonna you, talk you, about that in, in front page news because some people are back in school. You would uproot your five kids and wife and go live someplace for a year? Um, I thought about it. I thought about it now. You got think kids. About it. Yeah, I'm gonna take the kids with me. They got to. I'm. I don't. I'm not allowing my kids back to school next year anyway. So, the fact that we'll be mm. virtual learning and you know, in the winter is gonna be even more difficult. You'd be on the island. You'd be on the beach. You still, you know, do some type of virtual learning. But then, at the end of the day, at least they can enjoy the warm weather. Go outside on the beach. At least be able to do something. Because you know, when it gets cold here go. and we're gonna be on shutdown, ain't nothing we can do. Well, go ahead, DJ Luxury. I said okay. if I could. I didn't say I was going to do it. I said if I could, I would. But I ain't, you know, oh, okay. I ain't doing it. But anyway, let's get the show cracking now. Um, filmmaker Dawn Porter and Erica Alexander, actress, will be joining us. They're going to be talking about a new film, John Lewis, Good Trouble. So we'll talk to them in a little oh, bit. Oh, man. Good Trouble is amazing. Good Trouble is an amazing film. If y'all haven't watched it, y'all, y- y- watch it yet, y'all need to watch it. It's on Amazon for $6.99. A great film. Very mm-hmm. educational. Mm-hmm. And we got front page news coming up. What are we talking about, E? Well, since we're talking about school, I'll tell you where they are back in school right now. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, Detroit students started heading back to summer school in person, and there were protesters out there. There's one advocacy group by any means necessary. They blocked buses and made calls for people to block buses. There were demonstrators outside trying to derail the first day of classes for students who would be taking the bus. So they said it's not even safe for that to happen. We are only partially opening up the economy. So why is it safe for young kids to go to school and worse be transmitters for the families and for the teachers? Yeah, I understand where they're coming from. I I, re- I really do. I mean, they haven't even opened up the whole country yet. They're still opening up parts and phases, and they're allowing kids to go to school, which is very, very scary to me. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're traveling from hotspots to New York by plane, you have to give local officials contact information. According to Governor Cuomo, he's going to issue an emergency health order. That means that people have to give their contact info or they'll get a fine for $2,000. They'll get a summons and they'll be brought to a hearing and also be forced to quarantine. So when you get off the plane, you got to hand in that form. Yeah, that happened to me on uh, Saturday when we flew back from South Carolina. As soon as you get to the, the baggage claim area, they standing right there with them forms, and you got to fill out one per household. Mm. That happened to me, too, but they gave us the form on the plane, and then there was no one there really taking them when we got in the baggage claim area, so everybody just walked out. Mm-hmm. But I guess, you know, it's a work in progress right now as they're trying to figure out uh, how to handle all of this and... Uh, you know, how to make sure that... Uh, I even like how they've been doing things in Jamaica, so we got to pay attention to how some of these islands have been handling coronavirus so they have really low amounts of cases, you know, at this point in time. Right. And I want to talk about a really tragic story that happened. There was a woman who was in Lancaster, Los Angeles, and uh, she says that they violated her constitutional rights. They actually burst through her door, police officers, handcuffed her, and moved her outside naked. 
and terrified her younger sister and son. They were actually looking for her brother, who later on they said was being arrested at a different location. She's going by the name Jane Doe right now. And here's what she said. He opened my cover, like released it so it could it could drop. So when that dropped, I fell to the ground. All the officers came and just bomb rushed and jumped on top of me, was touching my butt, my private area, my legs. The officer had his hand in my head. He had his knee in my neck. I was drugged across my grass. Keep in mind, I'm, I was on my menstrual period. So I'm completely undressed in my front yard. I'm being drugged across my grass. Mm. You know, I, I saw some of that video yesterday. I couldn't watch it all. I don't like putting stuff like that in my spirit. But uh, all those police officers, man, I hope somebody is praying for y'all because you're going to need it. But the reality is it doesn't matter how much you pray for evil, they still have to reap what they sow. And when that karma comes back on them, it's going to be ugly. Everything you do to people, worse will happen to you and those you love. Trust me, the first law of nature is self-preservation. So when people start fighting back, it's y'all fault. And when God brings his wrath down upon y'all, it's y'all fault. How hard is it to treat people the way that you want to be treated? You learn that in kindergarten. And if you don't care how you are treated, uh, by the way you treat people, then, you know, treat people the way you want others to treat those you love. Like, what, what part of your body says that's okay to do? What part yeah. of your mind that says is, that's okay to do? That has to be devastating. Like, and this happened, by the way, last year, July 25th in 2019. And she actually mm -hmm. asked her younger sister to start recording that encounter on the cell phone so that she would have it. And, of course, she doesn't want to show her face, say her name, because it's humiliating. Right. I, I, I would say God have mercy on those police officers, but God told me to mind my business. He got work to do. That's what he said. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad we're blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The <laughs> Breakfast Club. Hello, who's good this? Snackman, good morning. Oh, Snackman. Hey, what's up? Where you been? And Lee brings roaches. Talk, man. Yeah, we haven't heard Snackman in weeks, months. Snackman is our resident comedian. Thank you. Yeah, you aired me last time on June 4th. Thank you. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, what's, what's up, up Snackman? You got a joke? I, I I really no you know okay no justice no jokes. Wow. Man. Hey man, uh, snack man, your jokes don't matter. My goodness. Woo. Hello, who's this? Yo yo yo, this is this. What's up, man? Get it off your chest, bro. Man, I'm down here in Louisville, Kentucky, man. We've been protesting for about 44 days straight, man. We want them to arrest the officers that murdered Brown and Taylor. They've been waiting too damn long. Too much time has passed. This time is now. I need to go get them today, like this morning. They done made all kinds of laws, uh, Brianna's law and everything, and they still haven't even arrested these officers. They just they, 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 so long. They got a rally today, if I'm not mistaken, in uh, Kentucky until Freedom does. You show up for jail support at 5 p.m. at Injustice Square, 6 in Jefferson Street. Uh, you yes, can uh, donate to the emergency fund untilfreedom.com and they want you to follow them at Until Freedom beginning at 3 p.m. to see what all today's actions will be. Yeah, man. Shout out to the city, man. We've been out there every night, man, for like, like I said, 45 days. No sleep, no justice, no peace, man. We still out here. All Salute right, to you, King. Absolutely. Hello, who's this? Hey, man, this comedian, Tony Sass from Tampa, Florida. Man, I got a bone to pick with Charlemagne the God. Okay. I'll get in line. 
He likes bones to pick. Yeah, listen, Go ahead. Listen, Charlamagne, Charlamagne, listen, you my boy now. But you said don't care today, don't discriminate. And I I believe down to my soul, you discriminated don't care today yesterday when it came to that Will and Jada situation. We did a whole hour talking about Will and Jada. I told I was bombing on Jada. Hours, damn hour, she's supposed to get donkey of the day. Now, I understand um, you're a pick-and-nose Carter, but, but you discriminated yesterday because she took advantage of that when he was hurting, and all she wanted to do was feel good as if she was Holly Berry on Martha's Ball. Now, now I, I you said, did you, did you not hear? Oh, 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 wait, wait. Did you not hear me say that yesterday? I heard you say it. But she's still supposed to okay, get then. Matter of fact, listen, we're in Jada supposed oh, to get boy. donkey of the day when they said bad marriage for life. What the hell was that? <laughs> Did you not hear me say that yesterday? You must not have heard Didn't the show I say that verbatim? I want a hee-haw with it. I want the sweet sound of the <laughs> hematones with it. <laughs> you want it immortalized? All right. I, I, I want the hee-haw. Okay. Can you do that okay. to me, sir? Uh, yes. Hit him, hit him with the hee-haw right now, Drew. All right. Let, let Jaden will get the hee-haw right now. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Janelle. Hey, get it off your chest. Hey, good morning. Uh, sometimes you got to think some people don't know how to love. They don't know how to love how they going to dish it out. Okay. okay. What you what talking happened? about? If they, if they don't know how to love, how they going to dish it out? That is very true. But what are you talking about in particular? Uh, the, the incident that just happened with that young lady with the police officers. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, oh. the, the violence it's hard me. going on in the world. So you if telling you me that police officers hot? Yeah, they don't. They don't know how to to be taught. They that's how they was taught. The police I, teach you how to be evil. They teach you how to be evil, and then you go home and and do the same thing to the outside world. So that's not part of love. If you don't know how to love, how you gonna dish it out? Yeah, I think also too. Sometimes people just abuse power. You know what I mean? And and you don't you don't you don't realize that you're abusing power until you actually get power. And that bad. I don't even need you to give yeah. you power. I don't even need you to love me. Just treat me like a human being. The woman was in the shower. She said, let me get some clothes. They wouldn't even let her put clothes on. Because they don't care. Some men don't care how they treat women. So you say, in other words, you don't care how you treat your mother, how you treat your daughter, how you treat your granddaughter. It goes on and on and on. If we can't stop, how it's going to, you know, how it's going to change. That's what I said. If, if you know, doing to others is you would have them doing to you. But if you don't care what happens to you based off how you treat others, at least care about what happens to the other people you love based on how you treat others. Well, thank you for checking in, Mama. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Joe from Brooklyn. Joe from Brooklyn. Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, man. First of all, I'd like to um, shout y'all guys out, man, for the, uh, everything that y'all bring to us. But, um... I'm calling y'all today is because I'm trying to bring more of awareness of all the shootings that have been recently happening in Brooklyn, especially it's been Ooh. like the wild, wild west, man. Like a one-year-old got killed. Like, yeah, yesterday. It, 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 it's crazy, man. And not only that, last night it's been like six, seven people got shot, shot in Canarsie. In Canarsie, mm-hmm. Wow, man, and it's like, yo, I got a family, man. Like, nah, it's like I can't even, you know. I mean, not only we got the 
the virus that's against us, but then we got the police brutality thing going on, and now we it's like and we're killing ourselves. Like it don't make no sense, and it's just wild, man. I I, I don't know. Like this this 2020 man, it gotta go, man. I'm over my anxiety. Man, that's yo, so sad. I mean, man, my anxiety is is over through the roof, man. Because these bullets, they shoot. They, the bullets are flying, but the bullets don't got no name. Right. You know. So that's we're right. innocent people. That's right. You know, and you know, right. I'm like, yo, it, it don't make no sense. This don't make no sense. We, we still got to factor in the fact that 40 million people are unemployed. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the hood is in bad shape right now. Not only, you know, financially, but you know, the way that coronavirus has impacted the black community. So it's just like, man, it's going to be a rough summer. A very rough, rough summer. man. Rough, mm -hmm. bro. But I mean, anyway, man, I just wanted to bring up more of awareness because it's, it's, it's crazy, man. I and mean, people got families, innocent lives being being taken in throughout these, all these, and it's, 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 it don't make no sense, man. Right. No sense right. at all. But be there safe out there, shootings, man. Ten shootings in Brooklyn yesterday, and that one-year-old, that was like four blocks from my house that happened. Mm-mm-mm. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, we got rumors on the way, ye. Yes, and of course, we got to start this off with Naya Rivera and giving our condolences to her family and her friends, and we'll give you some details about what happened with her untimely death. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Naya Rivera. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. No, 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 no. Man, this is a really heartbreaking story, but Naya Rivera, they have found her body, and they are saying that she was with her four-year-old son. They went swimming in an area of the lake. The water was 35 to 60-foot deep waters, and there's heavy brush and trees that rise up nearly 20 feet from the lake bed. They said they believe she was concealed within the shrubbery of some of the floor bed of the lake before her body actually rose to the surface. They said her body looked like it had been in the water for several days, she didn't have on a life jacket. It looked like she was actually trying to save her four-year-old son. And she went and got him onto the boat, but didn't have the energy to save herself. So that's what they believe happened. Mm. That is a tragic, tragic story. I don't even have so sad. words for that one. Yeah, very I don't sad. even have the words for that other than c c condolences. And, you know, when you hear stuff like that, man, those freak accidents that just just happen, like, you know, you just wake up mm -hmm. one day and you hear something like that, you kind of appreciate staying your ass in the house. I'm not gonna lie to you. Even though that's not the way you can live life, you gotta go out there and you know. Yeah, but you know things. you got a you got a freak Man. accident in your <clears throat> you got a freak accident in your crib. I mean, it, it can happen at any time, you know. All right, Jesus Christ! Don't make me don't do that. What? <laughs> my my anxiety already through the roof. I won't hear that. <laughs> no, you made it but seem you know, like just, Im it could just, just happen, imagine you know? her her four year old son who actually described what went down, and he was saying yeah. that she helped him onto the boat, and then he said he looked back and saw her disappear under the surface of the water. Imagine how her poor son is going to feel. And, and this is something that was national news, and I'm sure he'll hear about it, you know, forever. So, I, you know, oh, yeah, my for condolences. The, for the rest of his life. Yeah. That's something, that's, something he'll be, that's something he will absolutely think about for the rest of his life. And he's only four, so he's probably not old enough to, to quite understand it and grasp what happened. So that's trauma he's going to relive as he even gets older. When he gets older, start going to therapy and stuff and just talking to people, all that's going to come back. Yeah. All right. Tamara Mari Housley is leaving the real after six seasons. 
She posted, for seven years, my home and heart has been at the real. The friendships that I've made there will last a lifetime. And the people that I've had the blessing to interview have changed my life for the better. I'm so proud of what all the ladies and I have accomplished there. And she goes on to talk about that. She said, sisters, forever, I'll be rooting for you. She also said, I had no intention to talk about this today, especially in light of the news of my dear friend, Naya. But now some reports are coming out, and I'd rather you hear it from me first. Hey, man, follow the leader, Queen Amanda Seals. Amanda Seals took that Underground Railroad. Amanda walked so the rest of y'all could run. So if you feel the need to run, run! All right, well, you know, she wants to spend more time with her family and working on other projects, so... That was a nice long run that she had on the reel also. Mm-hmm. All right, now, Beyonce, her Be Good and, and, and is teaming up with the NAACP to award grants to black-owned businesses that were impacted by COVID-19. They will provide a number of $10,000 grants to black-owned businesses who have been affected in the recent months. They said the challenges of black business owners navigating in the climate cannot be understated as the effects of uprisings across the nation have led to many businesses being placed in dire straits due to damages and other small business needs. So now you can apply online and the cities that they are working with in particular are Houston, Atlanta, New York, L.A. and Minneapolis. Drop on the clues bombs for Beyonce. That's a great idea. Got to write that one down. Got to write that. I've heard I've heard people say, you know, that they wanted to do things like that. But, you know. She actually executed it, so salute to her. Yes, and to the NAACP. So businesses in those cities can apply online until July 19th. Applications are then going to be reviewed between July 20th and 29th, and then you'll be notified on July 31st on Beyonce.com to see if you were eligible for that grant. Now, Bun B told an interesting story, and he was on the Nostalgia Mixtape podcast where he talked about getting kicked out of a Beyonce video shoot so imagine that they're doing uh, check up on it, and that's the song that Slim Thug is on, mm-hmm. and Bumby. And it, later on, well, well, we'll let Bumby tell it. Here's what he said happened. This is also in the earliest stages of Jay Z and Beyonce as a couple, and so we're on this, we're on the set, and we're filming the video. And if you look at the video, there's a lot of kind of skimpy outfits, right? Right, and Queenie's there also, so it's not like I'm like sitting there salivating over another woman. And um, Jay Z calls, and he's like, "Yeah, how's the video going?" What's going good? Are the guys there? Yeah, they're there. You know, it's them and some of their homies. He's like, wait a minute, how many dudes are there? And so she's like, oh, it's about nine or ten guys, I guess, over there. Where are they now? They're near, they're in the soundstage. They're watching her film. What is she wearing? They describe the outfit. And he's like, yo, clear the room. Yeah, here's what else uh, Bumby had to say about Beyonce actually apologizing when she found out what happened. I guess Beyonce gets wind of the call. She comes up and she apologizes. I'm so sorry you guys had to leave the room, but Jay's not comfortable. And you know we're like, no, we, all, we, yeah. we understand fully, right? <laughs> we're, we're like, no, it's no problem. We're happy to be here. But from my point of view, I don't give a about none of that. I'm really in awe of watching Beyonce shoot a video. And the, mm-hmm. the main thing we're in awe of is the work ethic. Oh, that's Bun B. You know, Bun is a gentleman and a scholar. Always mm-hmm. has been. One of, the, one of the most professional people you ever want to meet in your life. So I absolutely believe him when he says he was just there in awe of Beyonce doing her craft and, and watching her work. And he had his wife with him. Yeah. So, and, and I'm sure Hove wasn't concerned about uh, Bun B. He was concerned about the other eight people with him that he didn't know. That's what I'm sure he was. He was. He was more cautious of. And I get it. Absolutely. And you don't want people pulling out cell phones, recording right. things, clear the room, leaking things, bef- leaking things before people get to see them mm-hmm. beforehand. I mean, they shooting the video. That's back in the day when you know videos used to really mean something. You know. Yeah. That's, correct. That's when videos were premiering on. I think 106 and Park was still around when Check Up On It was out, right? Yeah, hell yeah. I believe so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. 
All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news coming up. Yes, and let's talk about the NBA. The NBA is in their bubble right now, so it's a WNBA. We'll give you some updates. You know, since they started testing July 1st, 19 players have tested positive, but we'll give you the latest update. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's love. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You I love what? I love if anybody has any pictures of uh, DJ Envy standing on the corner Yesterday, uh, soliciting, soliciting people. I wasn't soliciting uh, people. Send me, send me some of the pictures. Okay? Now I gotta and, tell what happened. Envy yelled out. Envy yelled out in the room a little while ago. Uh, yesterday, I felt like a prostitute. Go. <laughs> so I was riding my bike, right? You know, I ride my mm. bike with my little poom poom shorts, my little biker shorts, right? That's what we call them, right? With my, Look at that boy with little, the Daisy Dukes on. But they got the gel in the crotch to make sure your butt and your crotch and your areas are good. So anyway, I throw the bike in the in the truck. The key mm. is on the bike. So I throw it, close the mm. door. I lock my key in the truck. So I had to mm. call Madison to come get me. So I had to stand on the corner with these poom poom shorts on so, Mad- so I could guide Madison in. And as I'm standing there, people are beeping the horn. They're like, look at his legs, look at his legs. But they only do that because you made fun of me now. Now every time somebody you see lucky. me, they be-, they be like, yo, Charlemagne is right, yo, man. You, you do got your ass out. Everybody says you that now. Lucky I didn't drive by. Why? You don't have OnStar, you don't have OnStar where they could open the, the door, uh, open your doors for you if you lock your keys inside? No, I wasn't he knew what he was first. doing. I wasn't even thinking that about that. Tease, that. That tease knew what he was doing. That little yellow tease knew what he was doing. He lucky I, he, I didn't drive by because I'd have offered him top dollar. You shut up, man. <laughs> I'm standing on the corner. It's getting late. It's getting dark. I'm sitting there. I got nothing but legs out. My crotch all out. My tight, you know I'm what like, you was doing? No you ain't DJ a party in a long time. You got to make some extra money. You, know what? you think you're too good for OnlyFans. <laughs> You know what? Let's get in front page news. I hate this guy. All right. The NFL is going to retire the Redskins name and they're going to change the name and the logo. So the new name has not been revealed yet. That's crazy. They've been trying to change that name for the longest time. And the symbolism is good. The Cleveland Indians have also pledged to re-examine their names. The manager said he believes it's time to change the name and it's time to move forward. So it's a good time for that. Yeah, all of this symbolism is good, but it's still not systemic change. We still we still need systemic change in regards to legislation. We still need systemic change in regards to reparations, economic equity packages for black people. All of this stuff is cute, okay? It's cute, but this isn't systemic change. Yeah, but it's also good not to normalize certain terms and seem like this is what it should be like with the terrible history our country has. You know, so I get that. You know, all those things yeah, but can don't, happen just, simultaneously. Yeah, just don't let it pacify you. Just don't, 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 don't see things like this and be like, "Yay!" Be like, "Okay, cool." But what's up with that that money though? What's up with changing these laws though? Right. All right, now let's talk about the NBA. Russell Westbrook has tested positive for coronavirus, so he wants people to know this is not a game when you have to go out there and get tested. Now, and he tested positive, positive in the bubble. He tested positive in the NBA bubble that they have, where they test everybody nah. before they go in. Nah, they was leaving yeah. for the bubble. Oh, they was leaving for the bubble. Okay. Mm-hmm. So players that uh, do the, will have to quarantine in their room for 48 hours after their arrival, everybody, before practicing with uh, the team, with the Rockets. And they said three players are working out at their home bases. So they 
you know, have to make sure they quarantine. I see people posting from inside the bubble and everything. And I also saw them saying, y'all need to stop complaining about your accommodations in this billion-dollar bubble as you guys are quarantining. So I saw all of that uh, happening right now. Now, NBA player uh, Rashawn Holmes has has to also isolate. He crossed the Disney border to get a food delivery. Did y'all see that story? No. Mm-mm, so now no. he has to quarantine for 10 days. He had to, he tried to, he left the border of the Walt Disney World campus and he went to pick up food that he had delivered to the bubble. And now as a result of that, he has to quarantine for 10 days and he apologized in a statement as well. For he being was starving. He wanted some food and said, you know what, I'm an Uber Eats and said, you know, nobody will catch me and they caught him, huh? Right, so the total number of NBA players that have tested positive for coronavirus since July 1st is 21. Just recently, the NBA and the Players Union said in a joint statement that two players have tested positive at the Orlando campus. So that brings the total to 21 players. The players, um, the other 19 players tested positive before traveling. I wonder what percentage of players that is. Last time I checked, it was like, like 7%, like a little less than 7%. So I wonder what the percentage of, of players that is now. And I yeah, wonder what the percentage of players they were expecting to test positive. There's 322 players. Right? Yeah, okay. I would think that's why they're doing all that testing. They know some, and they just want to lower those numbers, make sure coronavirus doesn't spread. So right. we'll keep you, you they updated. Keep they have. I bet you they keep them coronavirus tests away from LeBron James, goddammit. Don't even bring one his way. All right. I'm sure everybody LeBron has to got his LeBron. No, but LeBron got his own bubble within a bubble. They cannot afford to have LeBron James sitting out two weeks, especially in this, this little short playoff run window. Hell no. He's the marquee guy. And they need the Lakers to be there in the finals. All right. They also have these new mouth shields that they're going to be testing as well to uh, make sure that there's a shield within this face mask and offset vents and the filter and all of that. So we'll so see how that works. Mm-hmm. No. That's for the no. NFL. Oh, for the NFL. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we have a, a couple of special guests joining us. Now, uh, the movie, John Lewis. You seen the movie, right, Charlemagne? Man, yes, I did. I paid my six ninety nine um on Sunday night to watch uh, Good Trouble by John Lewis. It is an amazing film. Uh, they talk about the, the, the thousands of protests, the 45 arrests, 31 years in Congress. It's things that I didn't even know happened during the civil rights movement, like the, the, the classes that they actually took to be in the mindset that they were in. Good Trouble by John Lewis is very informative, very educational. Mm-hmm. Everybody should pay that six ninety nine to watch it. Yeah, All I right. watched it as well on Prime Video. Okay, so we're going to talk with the filmmaker Dawn Porter and actress, friend to the room, Erica Alexander. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests on the line right now. We have friend to the uh, room that's been on here several times, Miss Erica Alexander. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad to see y'all. Thank you for and the invitation. We- and we also have graduate of Bronx High School of Science. I tried to go there so bad, but I couldn't get in. We have Dawn Porter. Welcome. Thank you for having me. And I wish you had gone to high school with me. You'd have, you'd have got tired of him wow. trying to cheat off your papers, Dawn. Probably. Tired of that. But, but I, want, I want to tell both of y'all a fantastic job on the documentary Good Trouble about uh, John Lewis. I paid my six ninety nine on Amazon last night, and I really, really enjoyed it. 
Really enjoyed thank it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank well, you. Well, so for people that don't know, who, who is John Lewis? Well, explain. Who is John Lewis? Uh, John Lewis uh, is a congressman who represents 5th District in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he served in Congress for almost two decades. But before that, he is one of the founding you know, fathers of the civil rights movement. So mm-hmm. as a, you know, he was inspired by Rosa Parks. He was inspired by the black women that he saw who were protesting and doing the Montgomery bus boycott. He uh, was among a number of youth organizers who uh, was able to desegregate Nashville. Um, and then very famously, he also confronted troopers at the Selma Bridge, the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma. He also was the youngest speaker at the March on Washington. So he's mm-hmm. been a, a warrior for justice for, for black people and for all people since he was a teenager. Absolutely. You know, I think uh, people have a, a, a false narrative of John Lewis. When I, when I posted last night that I watched the documentary, a lot of people were in my comments saying, oh, I'm not interested in hearing about John Lewis getting beat up again. You know, for some reason, kids don't respect that nonviolent resistance. What, what would you say to those people? You know, John Lewis um, was, it's, it's interesting, and that, that is exactly why I wanted to do this film, because I think people um, have a misunderstanding of what nonviolence is. And what John Lewis explains to us is nonviolence is power. It is keeping your countenance and not behaving like your oppressors. So John Lewis studied religion. He studied philosophy. Um, and if you think about his tactics and techniques, they really did lead to lasting change. You know, so as a, a child growing up in the segregated South, John Lewis grew up in the time of Emmett Till, where if you looked or were alleged to have looked at a white woman, you could be killed. Mm-hmm. And yet that he went and with other 19-year-olds organized in Nashville to desegregate. It was the first city to desegregate. He was beaten he was spit on and he kept showing up and my one of my favorite quotes of one of his uh, compatriots there was we kept giving them the opportunity to change and that is what we are seeing today we are seeing people not just in the southern states but in all 50 states showing up and that is the pressure that we are seeing some things change so you know I, I think people you, everyone is entitled to their opinion about what makes change, and everyone needs to do what they think is the best way, but do something. So my frustration is, is with people who say, I don't want that nonviolence. Then what do you want? Tell me what do you want, and, and, you know, and do that. But understand you know, based on- that, that this has also really led to the Voting Rights Act, and he's still fighting you know, for all of, for all of us. I was going to say, based on, you know, putting this film together and what you've seen and when you spoke to him, what would you tell some of the people out there right now that's on the front lines or the people that, uh, that want to protest or the people that want change? What, what would you tell them? I think it's a really great lesson to watch John Lewis, who learned that the most powerful nonviolent tool for change and for, for any movement was the right to vote. And so he works every day to defend it. He protected it, that right exclusively for everyone else. And he had skin on the game. John's right. He was there on that bridge, you know, uh, shedding blood and tears to keep that vote safe. So beyond the protest, you have to vote. Voting is that voice. It's a powerful tool. 
And uh, we have to all know that democracy is a moving target. If you don't nurture it, it'll go somewhere else and somebody else will, and you'll be living underneath their will. That's why they burned those boats and threw that tea into the Boston Harbor, because they didn't want to be ruled by King George. The only thing that stops us from that type of authoritarian power is voting. What do you, what do you think, Erica, about uh, people who say that, that, that don't respect the nonviolent resistance that somebody like John Lewis you know, displayed? Well, listen, um, they can sit there on their high horse and talk about that, but one of the reasons why the people then, or at least black people, used that tactic is because we were outgunned and we were outmanned. And we knew that we would be slaughtered if we tried anything different. We know because there were slave rebellions that said so, that they had been maybe overpopulated in the South, but under-trained and, and um, would not be able to sustain any sort of military operation. So let's also remember that as much as, and I love Malcolm X, they talked about uh, not using nonviolence as a tool. They weren't down there getting their butts whooped and those dogs set upon them. He was down there doing that. So when people see that somebody's willing to put their own body in harm's way and then say that, that they're a coward, they better show me their tape. They better put them up so we can all see them before you have the audacity to talk about what they were willing to go through for you to sit there, by the way, and have that attitude and, by the way, enjoy the freedom that they brought. Man, I'm so glad you said that because I say that all the time. I love Brother Malcolm X. I love the NOI. But it's a big difference between holding a gun in a window and actually being on the front lines while they spraying tear gas on you, busting you upside your head with billy clubs. I wish they would have took some of them guns down there, you know, and, and, and stood on the front lines with those, those, those brothers and sisters. Me too. Me too. And in fact, when you see the people out there protesting, and you see white, black, young, old, and they are on the side of right. That's new. So, you know, that would be a different type of army. But then black people were very siloed and alone in that attitude. And they endured it with integrity and with uh, determination. And that's why we're here today talking to you guys. And I'm here because they afforded us this opportunity. All right, we have more with Dawn Porter and Erica Alexander. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Dawn Porter and Erica Alexander. Now, Charlamagne? Was there, was there ever a discouraging factor while creating the film and, and realizing not much has changed between uh, then, then and now? now? Yeah. You know, I, I, I'd say for sure. But I, I try to balance my pessimism, which is a sort of natural instinct, as you say, of preservation preservation with the optimism that he shows. Obviously, I've been very um, inspired by this man now. If I didn't know him now, I know him very well. But I got to say, it's very difficult to look out into the world and not be influenced by the dark nature of it. And more importantly, the confluence of the pandemic, the, uh, the murders of Aubrey, uh, Maude Aubrey and uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, all those things, along with the financial, you know, collapse, all of that. You, you, you wouldn't have a heart. You'd be human if you were looking at this and didn't think that maybe we wouldn't make it. I think that we are a very young nation in terms of world history, but we're going very fast toward a dark end. 
and I see it clearly maybe because I'm a dramatist in my mind, but uh, what I'd like to believe is that there's something that's larger than what I can see in the, the let's just say the collective goodness of the world will pull us back. But yeah, I was, I'm always thinking that. You know, how does it wow. feel? And, and, and this is part to what you were saying as far as hope is concerned, because you did this piece and you've seen everything that he went through. But now you look at it years later and it seems like we're going through the same thing over and over again. Like, you know, there is no change or is the change so little? So we're looking at that. Do you guys have hope for the future? Do you have hope for your 18-year-old son, Dawn, and, you know, the kids out there? Do you have hope? You know, I think that um, one thing that has changed is our expectation. <laughs> and mm. black people are not willing to accept good enough. So I do have hope for that because I'm not willing to accept anything less than safety and mm. respect for myself and my children. So I do think things have changed. We have a record-making 55 members of the Black Caucus. We mm -hmm. have, you know, elected leaders. We have people who have, you know, broken through economically. Not enough has changed. And you know what? That's on us because we cannot rest on the fact that things will, because people will allow us. If, if, if we don't push, mm -hmm. no one's going to push for us. And, and that's the lesson of a, of a John Lewis is no one's going to give up what they have. You have to, you have to push for it. You have to hold people accountable and you have to behave in a way that shows people that little crumbs aren't enough. Letting in one black person into the halls of power in a corporation is not enough. You know, all of that can like, don't be content. And, and for the people who like let the door close behind them, shame on you. Mm. So I do have hope though, because I think that there's a lot more loud people and, and it's getting louder every day. Absolutely. I, I think this, I think this doc restored, uh, hope for me. It gave me a, a reason to be a little optimistic because one thing that kept being re reiterated was our democracy is being threatened that our democracy could actually die. And when I hear that, I honestly think good for America. They got to deal with their own karma. As much as I feel like I, I hate the system of America, the system of white supremacy, when I watch this doc and see what brothers like John Lewis went through and see what the sisters went through, it's like we have to assist in saving this nation in spite of it. What, what do you think? I completely agree with that. And this is the country we have. <laughs> and, you know, Dr. King said you criticize. And so did James Baldwin. You criticize out of love, just like your parents mm -hmm. criticize you out of love. And uh, I, I kind of turn it, turn it around and say, like, this is my country. I'm not asking for permission to love it. <laughs> I'm asking it for due. Uh, I, I'm making it the, the place that I want it to be. So I, I, I very much agree with you. I refuse to be made bitter. I just refuse. Right. Erica, you want to expound? Sure. Um, racism is about power. You have to destroy the core. Um, I don't know if y'all ever saw the 13th Warrior where they have to go in and uh, get the mother of the Vindal. 
because uh, if they don't, the vendor that's just outside the village will keep pushing in and destroying the village. It's a fable. It's a really great movie. It's got Antonio Bendoris there, and that's kind of cool and hot. But the point is, is that <laughs> voting is our sword. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're talking about systemic change to try to uproot. And the only thing you can do is show up locally. Everyone's talking about this national election, and I know you guys say this all the time, and we got to get it through our heads. Politics are local, all politics. And Mm -hmm. so I look at that, and I say up and down the ballot, let's get out there and do it. And um, I know you guys, you know, both of you, in being Charlemagne, you met Reverend Barber. He was on to talk about poor people's campaign. Yeah, fusion politics he talked about. Mm -hmm. The need to create Martin Luther King's call for economic justice and the revolution inside of the economy. And Envy, that's what you're talking about by educating us on how to build wealth through property ownership. But there's a bias trap set by these racist rats, this, you know, really cabal within the the financial systems. And it's a cancer. We have to dismantle it. There's things that we have to do that you can only do through systematic change. And that takes time. We've got to watch out how we just try to paint everybody with the same dark brush, all politicians stuff. Nothing's ever changed. This person's corrupt. That does us no good. That's not true. Mm-hmm. We have clean water. You can turn it on and flush your toilet because somebody voted for it. Somebody voted to take your trash up off the street or to check your meat for, um, for um, whatever that she could be in there. Sure, it doesn't always work. We have all sorts of issues to solve. But this is what we have, the system we have. And if somebody's going to create something greater than that, then they have to vote for that. They have to find a consensus with a whole mess of people, a majority, and push forward. Until then, we move the football down the field bit by bit. And each person, when it's time to run their leg of the race, they would pick that bad boy up and get to moving. All right. Well, thank you so much. And tell them how they can see it one more time. How, How can they see this movie one more time? Uh, you can, it's on uh, Amazon or iTunes, Fios. It's on 14 cable uh, presenters, but we would really appreciate the, the support right now. Um, and then also what you all do is unparalleled and um, it's just making me cry being able to be here with you. So, so thank you for, for sharing these words and sharing his story. Thank you, thank guys you, so Don. Much. Now, good trouble is great. I paid my six ninety nine last night. Uh, they wouldn't let you buy it though. You got to rent it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? I'm gonna check it out this but week. I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna make sure the kids watch it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Tell them we said thank you. No, thank you, Don Porter, Eric Alexander. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys for checking in. Thank you. We'll do. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Peace. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Tory Lanez was arrested. He's been having a very active quarantine time, but there was allegedly an argument outside of a house party, and then cops found a gun in his car, and they said Megan Thee Stallion was with him as well. And we've seen that they've all been hanging out for the past few days. They also said that Megan Thee Stallion had a cut on her foot that was believed to be from broken glass on the floor of the vehicles, and... That's when search cops did search the car and they found the gun. So he was taken to jail and he was booked for carrying a concealed weapon in a vehicle, which is a felony. Well, I wonder if the gun was registered to him. I mean, either way, he's still going to have to, you know. Well, I'm sure it can't be registered to him because he's, he's from Canada and he was in Canada. the U.S. He can't have a registered gun, I don't think. No. You can't, you can't get a permit in, Can- in California to carry? 
And you live in Toronto? You're from Toronto? Um, yeah, but I'm sure he has citizenship in America, too, don't you think? You would have to, to be able to work, right? I don't know. No, I don't know. Well, according to reports, they said that witnesses reported people were arguing in an SUV. Then somebody fired shots in the air, and then the vehicle took off, and they did find four shell casings from the scene outside the home. All right, another person arrested was Brashear Gray. You know him from playing Hakeem on Empire. And he was in Arizona, and he was arrested for domestic violence. They said he was arrested early Monday morning just outside of Phoenix after a standoff with the SWAT team and crisis negotiators. And they said, allegedly, he beat his wife pretty badly. So they said his wife had numerous visible injuries on her body, and she claims that he strangled her, and she temporarily lost consciousness during the alleged assault. Damn. Ooh, what's going wow. on? Mm -hmm. All right, Brashear Gray was taken into custody and booked into jail on three charges, felony aggravated assault, which is strangulation, misdemeanor assault, domestic violence, and misdemeanor disorderly conduct. And his wife was treated for her injuries and released from the hospital, according to the police. I want to give you all some good news. Yeah, do you have anything good? Anything that's going to make me feel better? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, DJ Khaled got some new music coming. He has two collabs with Drake. If you're excited about that, he posted a video to tease that yesterday. He was wearing an animal print shirt and strolling through some vegetation. You heard birds chirping in the background. He had and an then owl. He, posted, he had an actual owl. Yeah, he, he had an owl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and he said, two keys, two anthems, two DJ Khaled featuring Drake this Friday, Thursday, 12 midnight. Each key leads to the next key. Album mode, we the best OVO, so you know. I want to hear that. Bombs for DJ Khaled. I'll tell you something, though. Uh, Khaled and Envy, they, they, whatever Beijing they're using is a little bit too dark. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just it's like, it looks like they're in HD all the time. It's just a little too black, a little too shiny, a little too glossy. It doesn't look real. I don't use no, no Beijing, there. but continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, and Chance the Rapper. <laughs> he was on Twitter yesterday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know when a woman know you lying <laughs> You know damn Beijing Beijing makes your face bump out Well some you of you using paint I am okay. Yeah how do you know Envy I'm not using no paint but go ahead Envy using All paint right. the, same the, the same black mate Envy puts on his cars he putting on his chin The black mate What the hell is a black mate It's matte it's matte. It's so matte There you coffee. go Matt, Matt, There you go <laughs> All right, and Chance the Rapper was on Twitter yesterday, and he was talking about the presidential election, and he posted, are you more pro-Biden or anti-yay and why? I get that you'll want to reply that you're just trying to get Trump out, but in this hypothetical scenario where you're replacing Trump, can someone explain why Joe Biden would be better? And then he said, I'm going to keep it real. A lot of you and words is racist. Are we pro two-party system? And y'all out here trying to convince me to vote for Biden after he uh, reposted Kanye posting a video of his mom reciting KRS-One lyrics. And then he said, I always felt a way about people using the word presidential, like an N-word acting or not acting presidential. Was Andrew Jackson acting presidential? And then he said, I didn't plan on trending today, but I would like to take this opportunity to say, with all these apologies and accountabilities going around the city of Chicago and the Chicago Police Department, should finally admit to and denounce the assassination of Fred Hampton. Things went a little left, though, when Terry Crews actually agreed with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, Terry Crews uh, said, nah, Chance the Rapper is just doing the math and seeing a lot of things that don't add up. This is what happens when you think for yourself. And that's when Chance the Rapper actually snapped out of it.
You know, I have no idea what Chance was talking about. Um, I, I don't really pay Chance that much attention on Twitter because it's very hard for me to respect things Chance says on Twitter because he doesn't stand on anything he says on Twitter. Whenever what he starts mean? getting backlash, whenever he, start, whenever he says a statement, he says something. If he starts getting backlash, he backtracks, just like he did yesterday. So it makes me believe that a lot of things he says on Twitter is just performative. It's just pandering. So, so, so to speak, you know, I, I need, I need you to say what you say and stand on it. And by the way, if you learn new information about something and you change your mind, that's perfectly okay. But he just tends to say things so much. And soon as he get backlash, he backtracks. So I'm like, well, what do you really believe in chance? Like what, what, what would you say and absolutely positively stand on is what I want to know. It just seems very performative and it seems like very pandering. Like, like chance to panderer is what it is. What we might need to start calling chance. On, t- on, just, Twitter. Uh, just on Twitter. Keep on supporting the public school system in Chicago. We appreciate and love you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, we got rumors on the way, Charlemagne. Oh, Why would Charlemagne be doing rumors? My bad. You ain't been gone that long now. <laughs> like, them shorts got into your brain. It's that right, Charlemagne. Jail. Envy <laughs> said he had camel toe. You cannot have, well, hopefully, you can't have camel toe. Are y'all done? Well, we got Donald J. Trump is going to get donkey of the day. You ever heard of him? Nope. Mm-hmm. The Don and Donkey stands for Donald Trump. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, Charlamagne gave donkey today to your president, Donald Trump. Now, why'd you give him donkey today? Um, because Donald Trump is clearly just jealous of President Barack Obama. And uh, yesterday he said that Obama and Biden just stopped their coronavirus testing altogether. But that doesn't make any sense because coronavirus, COVID-19, simply didn't exist when Obama and Biden were in the White House. But that's what happens when, you know, you're, you're, you're jealous of somebody. When, you, when, you're, when you're jealous of somebody, you know, that person triggers all your insecurities. You know what I mean? And then that's that's what that's what it is with Donald Trump. Donald Trump hates President Obama because Obama's scrimp reminds Trump of all his weaknesses. Period. All right. So we're asking 800 585 When's the last time you were jealous of somebody or something? Uh start with you, Yee. When's the last time you were jealous of somebody? You know, this is something that when I was first getting started in radio, I really understood and I actually did a whole TED talk about it. And so you know, just like uh, Charlemagne just said, it is a lot to do with insecurity. And I remember when I first got my first job in radio, a lot of people were saying things about me. Oh, she must have slept with somebody to get that job. And it was people I thought I was friends with. And I had to realize that a lot of times when people have negative things to say about you, it does stem from jealousy, which stems from insecurity because they're not where they want to be. And they feel like, why is this person getting that opportunity? I'm not. So it is something I've always consciously tried to make sure that if I ever feel like I'm hating in a way or jealous in any way, I check myself right away. And I, it, it works so well for me for the past few years that I don't even have those thoughts anymore. But it definitely is something that you have to be conscious and aware of when you say hateful things about people. Usually it means you're not happy with things that are going on with yourself. And the best way to remedy that is just worry about yourself. What about you, Charlemagne? Yeah. Well, you know, jealousy is a form of hatred uh, built on insecurity. So if I'm being totally honest, I'm only jealous 
of men with big penises. I, I can be honest and say that it's one of my triggers simply because back in the day when my Aww. wife was in college cool, and we had broke up for a year, she had an entanglement with a person whose penis she said was huge. It's my fault mm. because when I found out she slept with the guy, I asked her the questions I shouldn't have asked her, which Aww. is, was he better than me and was he bigger than me? And he Aww. wasn't better than me. But when I asked if he was bigger, she said, and I quote, I've never seen anything like that in my life. I almost drove the car off the highway and ended both of our futures. Now, what pisses me off is Aww. because uh, it just really pisses me off because my penis is seven inches, three fourth, eight when it's warm, pretty girthy. I'm Lies. sure in the size department. I'm sure in the size department, my penis has gotten rave reviews. So, how much bigger than seven and three fourth inches was this man's penis? What made the man's penis look like she had on 3D glasses? So, because of this situation, I am traumatized, and I may always be traumatized. And the reason I know I'm jealous of men with huge penises is because. And this is the last time I was jealous. This is actually this weekend. Yeah, there's follow, some walls you just uh, won't hit. Yeah, I, fo I, I, I follow <laughs> comedians some more, and she posted a pic of Will Smith and August Alcina. And August had on some Speedos. And in my mind, I immediately started hating on young August. I did. In my mind, I said he had his pants stuffed with toilet tissue or something. He had, like, a cup on. He had a clear uh, pro prosthetic penis. I convinced myself in my head that it was fake, and he was just doing it for the gram. And if you ask me right now, I have no problem repeating those lies because I am a jealous-ass, envious hater of men with big penises, and it's something I will probably never get over because I would never waste my therapist's time talking about something like that. Now it well, makes as, long sense, as, your right? as long as your job works, you'll be okay. There you go. Those seven guys be so happy. Wait, ho. Seven inches, three-fourth, eight inches when it's warm, like summertime. Like right now when it's over 90 degrees, I'm eight inches okay. all day. You Pretty girthy. To. That's a nice, yeah. that's a good penis, bro. You don't have to prove anything yeah, to Yeah, but us, that's brother. not, as a woman, that's not somebody you can't leave alone. There's certain guys you just can't leave alone, and that's yeah. not, you know, it's like whatever. It's okay, shorty. You could just leave eight, you could just leave eight inches on the table. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it will make me can believe you can just leave that. eight inches on the table. I don't believe you can it. walk away from that. But there's certain no, ones you're just like, all right. Are they Facebook friends still? No, I'm gonna tell you something. Though. I did say last week. It's so funny we having this conversation. Last week, it was me, my homegirl Dolly, my homegirl Ashley, and my wife. And I did say I was drinking too. I said I'm gonna get that killed. That's how triggered I am by this. That <laughs> goodness gracious! This, ran this randomly, we I started talking about that because it was you know they were just having all these conversations about August and Will and big penises and this and that. Yeah, Let me get him smoke. You are a big. He'll probably trigger. he'll probably he'll probably block that bullet with his penis. Well, let's let's go to the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Hello. Oh, what, whoa, 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 whoa. Your name is DJ Envy. Correct. Okay. <laughs> what the hell are you jealous of, sir? When the last time you've been jealous, DJ Envy? Uh, of somebody not really jealous. I, I don't really get jealous of people. People inspire me. Like Swiss Beats, he's probably one of the biggest people. And I love having conversations with Swiss. But jealous? I remember when Trey Songz was hollering at Gia, like, who's that? And you were like, whoa, 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 hold up. I wasn't jealous, though. I, I, was, I mean, that's, that's funny. That. That's funny, but that's not, that's not, that's not jealousy. Uh, I'm Maxwell, not jealous. remember yeah. Maxwell? Your, your wife said sometimes she pictures Maxwell instead of you? She didn't say that, yeah. but I don't get jealous. It's, I, I mean, it's all funny games, and it's all funny games until so you realize why they call Trey <laughs> Mr. Steal your girl. But I think what you said is very important, Envy. <laughs> when that jealousy and that envy rises up in you, like when you see something that somebody else has, you like, damn. You can either react one of two ways. You can be like, yo, I want that. How did that person get that? Or you can say, I know if that person got that, my blessing is on its way. 
Yeah, I, I don't. Unless, I, it's like, a, unless it's a bigger penis. Yeah, you can't just. Yo, that. yo, yo, yo. That. And I think that's the yo! reason I'm not jealous of of, no of Trey or Maxwell. I got a big penis, so Charlamagne, I, I know. But anyway, let's go to the phone line. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is uh, Darrell. Hey, Darrell, what's one thing you're jealous of? We found out that Charlemagne uh, is jealous of big penises. So if you have a big penis, he's pretty jealous of you, brother. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, anyway, I go. um, I'm jealous <laughs> right now of this guy at my college. He's dating this girl I like, and he's mm. in a frat. It's not a good frat, and the guy's toxic, and... It just Ooh. it infuriates me. Why is he toxic? I'm just curious. So he drinks a lot. He parties, and his frat um, is just really notorious on campus for you know a bunch of stuff. And I just think that she has a lot of potential, and she's just wasting it with a guy like him. Bro, you sound like a hater. I'm not gonna lie. Definitely sound like but a you hater. Are, but you're but I you're know. but you're admitting you're <laughs> jealous. So that's where the so that's where the hate comes from. I understand. That man probably ain't doing her. nothing in his frat. He's not doing nothing in his frat that y'all not doing in y'all frat. So stop it. He's probably a straight A student. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm not in the frat. You, 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 oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. He not doing nothing in, in, in that fraternity that y'all not doing on campus. You just mad that he got that girl. That's all. He a little jealous. Well, let's. Oh, I don't drink or smoke or do anything. Oh, so you think you better than him because you don't drink or smoke? Is that what you're using? He's toxic because he drinks and smokes. My goodness. 800-585-1051. We're asking, what are you jealous of? Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're asking, what are you jealous of? All right, now this comes from uh, Charlamagne giving Donald Trump donkey of the day. That's right, because, you know, he constantly hates on President Barack Obama, and we all know jealousy is a form of hatred built on insecurity. Like, last time I was jealous, honestly, was listening to, you know, uh, my homegirls and my wife, and, you know, they was reminiscing about big penises in their life, and um, you, you miss know, a big saw penis. Augustina come across my timeline, you know what I mean, because comedians some more posted a picture of them. So I started hating. But here's the thing. Uh, I need that hurt, you know what I'm saying, because pain helps you to refocus. You know what I mean? Right. So when you don't Plus, have your penis that ain't hurting nobody. Girth, nobody. Whoa. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what? Let me, this, is, this is triggering. Could y'all stop, please? <laughs> See, I, I try, to, try to be honest with y'all and tell y'all what I'm really jealous of and what really hurts yeah, my feelings. You said I, I, need that, I need that hurt. Yeah, well, he's not hurting nobody, like you said. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? First of all, I don't see no bulge in your biker shorts, young man. All I see is a little ass... Fat ass poking out in the back, but I don't see nothing in the front. What? Talk about you got camel toe. You said it yourself earlier. You what? got camel toe. What grown I, man got camel toe? Can I go to human resources? No camel toe? Do we have that on tape? Talking about my fat ass? But at least you've been noticed. Angela Yee, send envy that picture. Send envy that picture of August Alcino and August nope, Alcino in the speedos and show him what he should look like in those biker shorts. Why you ask her? I know you got the pic in your phone. That's it's triggering. Fact. I deleted it. <laughs> you got it in your phone. Hello, who's this? Nah, I muted it. I'm <laughs> Hello, who's this? Elaine. Hey, Elaine. Good morning. Elaine? Are you what? What's one thing that you're jealous of? So yesterday, my daughter showed me on Instagram the little young lady who got the Lamborghini. 
And so I told her, she's not even all that. She got all this makeup <laughs> on. And my daughter was like, she take pictures without makeup, too. And I was like, you're right. I'm hating. Because <laughs> I used to have a body like that. And Trina was, I, read, I grew up on Trina. She tried to tell me to use my body, but I decided to take my behind the food. I could be on Instagram, karaoke rap songs out there, get paid for taking pictures. I'm mad at my life choice. Dang. Okay, that's good. She acknowledged it. Like, all right, you're right. I'm hating. You got to acknowledge it. Just acknowledge it. It's a natural emotion. Hello, who's this? My name is Alan. Alan, good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing today? I'm doing all right now. We're talking about one thing uh, you're jealous of. Yee, why are you sending that picture? <laughs> she just triggered the group, the group. She just triggered the group chat. That's what you need to look like in your biker shorts, Envy. If you don't look like that, right. then you ain't. you need to stop bragging. I got pads in my bike shorts, by the way. But go ahead. Oh, so you padded it. No, it's gel pads, <laughs> so when you ride, it doesn't hurt your ass. But anyway, go ahead, mm, sir. No, KY, KY. <laughs> Not that kind of gel, you ass. Go ahead, sir. Uh, sir? My name's Alan. I'm from Flint, and I'm jealous of anybody that got clean water, because we still ain't got clean water in our city. I ain't mad at y'all for having it, but they still need to do right. something about what we got going on. Okay, that's I'm, nothing that's to be jealous of. Valid, that's, that's a valid reason. Yeah, but that's nothing to be jealous of. That's your right. That's, your, that, that's, that's nothing to be jealous of. That's your right as an American citizen. They owe you clean water. Like, I'm not owed a big right. penis, but they owe you clean water. Right. I'm just trying to get it together for my people. All right, I feel brother. you. Hello, who's this? Angela put this, Angela put this picture of August in the group chat, and Daniel, our producer, put fake, and I replied <laughs> with very fake. <laughs> you guys are jealous. Hate man. is real. You guys are jealous. Hello, who's this? Courtney. Hey, Courtney. Good morning. Good morning. Now, what are so, you jealous of, if anything? Okay, well, I was, but not anymore. So it was a real funny situation. I was with my ex-fiance for 13 years. He wound up cheating on me in 2018. So the person that I was cool with, she's like, I don't know why you're so heartbroken. We knew he's been cheating on you, da da da, da. But nobody told me. Supposedly they knew, right? A week, maybe about a week or so later... Her man of two years, um, he was all good to her. You know, they were flaunting their relationship on Facebook. I was like, oh, that's cool. And they were, you know, going places and doing fun things. And then about a week or two after that, she got, she caught him cheating on her. <laughs> wow. Ah, you I like that little laugh. That little evil <laughs> laugh. Like, ha, ha, ha. is just a form of hatred built on insecurity. Everybody's getting the insecurities out this morning. I respect it. So what's the moral of the story? Other, you guys saw the other angles I sent, so you could see. No, I stopped. I'm not looking. I'm not looking anymore. I'm not looking anymore. Why? Why? You envy that jealousy starting to creep up in you? Huh? You starting to look no. at August's print and saying, hmm. No, because I, I feel like it's a, a human resource issue, and and it, I feel very uncomfortable uh, with these pictures that you guys are sending me right now. No camera oh, till there. Up. <laughs> Listen, uh, the moral of the story is jealousy is when you count someone else's blessings instead of your own. So when you find yourself jealous of what someone else has, just count your own blessings. That's exactly why I know my penis size. Very small. All right, yeah, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to be talking about T.I. and these snitching allegations. You know, he's going at it back and forth with 50 Cent, so he's finally explained what's really good. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
Yes, so T.I. was on with Fat Joe, and he talked about a variety of things, including the snitching accusations against him. You know, T.I. and 50 Cent are, I guess, going back and forth about this versus challenge. So 50 Cent has been really getting under T.I.'s skin, talking about him being a snitch. So here's what T.I. had to say. I told my attorneys, ain't no cooperation. Cooperation is off the table. But anything else they talking about, I want to hear. So they came back and was also like, okay, well, we want to use you to help young kids keep from making the same mistakes as you did. And then it had some about a commercial in the plea agreement. Now, mind you, what they wanted me to do was, they wanted me to stand in front of some police and goddamn talk. Like, I, like I, I'm like, man, I ain't doing I ain't finna do that. So it got down to the last day before I had to turn in my, all of my my community service, my thousand hours that I had to do in order to be eligible for the downward departure. And motherfucker said, well, you still got to do this drop. I mean, now, T.I. No also makes a... Secret snitch. There's no such thing as right. a secret snitch. Like, if Tip had snitched, there'd be paperwork on T.I. snitching. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not... Doesn't it doesn't exist? I feel like Ti has always been telling this story about how this Crime Stoppers commercial happened, but you know how things re come up on the internet. People might not have heard it the first few times he told it. So here we are again. Now he also makes it clear and he's what? never been an informant. Here's what he said: Tip has never gave any information to any form of law enforcement to get any man any amount of time for any crime. Period. And what's wrong with Crime Stoppers? Like, think about it. That that young girl in Atlanta. Eight years old, got shot and killed, what was that, last weekend, you know. And you, you think people don't know who the perpetrator of that crime was? That one-year-old who got shot in Brooklyn? Don't you think somebody need to be calling the police on those people? Don't you want to get people like that off the street? Like, that is what that, if you watch the Crime Stoppers commercial, that's what the Crime Stoppers commercial was for. It was for people who are out there doing things to, if I'm not mistaken, it said mothers and kids. So it's Mothers, just like, kids, fathers. Sons, yes. it was, it was, yeah, everybody. everybody. <laughs> like every everybody, not in the street. People don't 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 go by these dumbass street rules. You know, okay? Some people actually do call the police and report your stupid ass for doing stupid things. I don't see yeah. the problem with it. Trust and believe. If I hear anything about who killed that one year old, I'm telling. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, Ti also talks about should. being the king of the south and why he is. What makes you the king of the south? Cause I said so, and ain't nobody mother disputed it successfully. First of all, the term King of the South never existed before Tip said it. If everybody before me felt they were the King of the South, they would have said it. And if anybody after me wanted the title of King of the South, they came and took it. It's simple. Outwrap me, kick my ass, or goddamn just show me that I ain't dope. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't understand why Tip's credentials are even being questioned musically. The man has had an immaculate career. I have told y'all for years, Tip is in my top five of all time. Not, to, not too many people have a better first five out of six albums than Tip. I'm serious. Trap music, urban legend, King, Paper Trail. I didn't really love T.I. versus T.I.P., but those, those five, I'm serious. Trap music, urban legend, King, Paper Trail. It's not too many rappers that have a better five albums than Tip. Like... T.I. is dope, and it always has been. Like, mm -hmm. I can't even believe people are even questioning that. Right. Well, you know, anything you say, there's always going to be somebody that's going to debate it. So Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. life. Now, 50 Cent, as we all know, you know, he executive produced Pop Smoke's album, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, and it was a number one album. So that's a celebration for that right there, even though he was tragically killed in February. But uh, one of the things that 50 Cent discusses is actually working with Pop Smoke's team. And here's what he said to Billboard. 
the, the parties involved that, that are, aren't necessarily doing it for the same reasons I'm doing it, being in there invested in financially. Yeah, right. You ain't take no bribe from this. I'm doing it only based on the culture and what I would, in my relationship with Baltimore. That's it. Things happen, like not with all malice or with bad intentions. It's just I wouldn't be working with these people. As soon as I know that the record is positioning itself as number one, I feel like I, that's, I did enough. Interesting. So you're not going to work with them anymore. Yeah, I don't know what happened behind the scenes at all. So I don't know what experience he had, but, mm-hmm. you know, he said this wasn't about the money for him. So I can definitely say I respect that. Yeah, it was a do- the they- project is dope. The project is really, really dope. The album is dope. They put together a, a great project. And what, 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 would there, what would there be for 50 to work on after this? Like, is there more Pop Smoke vocals lying That's around? That's a good question. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, now, speaking of Pop Smoke, four people have been charged with his murder in the Hollywood Hills home invasion killing. Uh, two men and two teenage boys were charged yesterday, and that was for breaking into the home where Pop Smoke was staying and fatally shooting him during that robbery that happened in February. The adult, the adult defendants are 19-year-old Corey Walker and Keandre Rogers. They're 19 and 18 years old. They could face the death penalty if they're convicted on the allegation that the murder occurred during a burglary. And the other two teen defendants are ages 17 and 15, and they're facing one count of murder and a robbery. Well, I don't feel sorry for them whatsoever. They took that young man's life uh, for, for no reason at all, it seems like. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what happens. The energy you put out is the energy you get back. Like, they have to deal with the consequences of their actions. So I, 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 I don't have any sympathy, no remorse, no nothing for them. Nothing. All right, now, I don't know if when I was on vacation you guys talked about SZA and her tweets about catching her ex effing her homegirl from the back at a house party. Did y'all talk about that? No. She discussed it on Twitter. Um, well, she told that story a couple days ago, but then oh, Kiki okay. Palmer weighed in. And so what happened is SZA told her story, and she discussed it. She said, I checked every single room in the house, and they were in the last one. OMG, what's sick is she invited me to the party. Damn. And so she walked in on her ex with her homegirl. Well, Kiki Palmer chimed in and said, been there, except it was a man, love. Now get into it. So What? I guess she walked in on her ex having <laughs> sex with a man. Look, look at Envy. Envy gets so excited when he hear that. He want to hear more about this story. No, I just said any what? Details, any details? You know, you didn't say what. You said, you said what? I said what? Any more details, E? Anything else? <laughs> you put uh, the details here. <laughs> and we can't wait to interview Kiki Palmer again. Say, now tell me about that story when you got caught, when you caught your man with another man. Nope, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, it's, well. it's interesting. I want to know. <laughs> like, what does that feel like? What do you say? You know, what happens in that situation? Do you walk out? Do you interrupt them? I don't know. What do you do? I haven't had to walk in on anybody. Well, that's a lie. I'll tell that story another day. But it wasn't a man. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty stupid to walk in the room when you see two people having sex and say, and say, what are y'all doing? <laughs> you know exactly <laughs> what they're doing. You got eyes, don't you? Use me. <laughs> Who's that happen to you? Here? Well, I climbed in the window. I didn't just walk in. Oh, you climbed in the window. What? You know what? And they weren't and they weren't having <laughs> sex. He was um, you know, she was just naked in the bed and he was sitting on the edge of the bed. But I assume they had had sex. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, anyway, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. Okay. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Revolt, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Yee, welcome back. You were, uh, you didn't make it to Jamaica, right? No, did not make it to Jamaica, but I actually had an amazing week off. I went to go see Dave Chappelle host a comedy special that he's doing, and he's doing this whole documentary for Netflix. So shout out to my girl, Ricky Hughes, who's actually on the production team for that. She was out there. Shout out to Donnell Rawlings, who invited me to come out. Never heard of him. I invited myself for real. He called me and I was like, how come you didn't invite me to this Dave Chappelle thing? And he was like, yeah, you could come. Come on. And not only did I come, I brought my friends with me and everybody treated us amazing. We got tested for coronavirus Mm -hmm. before we could even participate in anything. So Talib Kweli and Most Def were filming their podcast out there as well. Uh, Quest Love was there. Tiffany Haddis was there. She performed. Michael Che performed. Mo Amma performed. Uh, Donnell performed, of course. It was just uh, Common performed, Erica Badu performed. There was just a lot going on, and we had a really good time. They were very hospitable. So thank you so much to Dave Chappelle, to his wife Elaine, for holding us down and taking care of us and making sure that our vacation was still really, really amazing. Even though we couldn't go to Jamaica, I think this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do something. We can go to Mm -hmm. Jamaica later when it's safe to go. But here we did feel safe. Everybody had to have their wristbands on to show they got tested. People who were staying had to keep on getting tested to make sure they didn't have coronavirus. And if you tested positive, they had a whole hotel set to the side with 20 rooms reserved so that if anybody tested positive, they would have to go there and quarantine for 14 days. And what about you in Orlando, too? Negative? Yeah, we all tested negative. And all of y'all came from New York? No. Um, Jasmine and Ingrid came from L.A. Uh, Me, Sandra Dean, and um, Sarah, my realtor, we came from New York. Now, I seen you went to Orlando, And all of those are coronavirus hotspots, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and then y'all went to Orlando, right? Yeah, then we went to Orlando. Shout out to my girl, Koya, 104.5, out there in Orlando. And we didn't even leave the hotel, though. We went there first, but there was about 12 people on the flight. And that was it. And then we got to Orlando, went straight to the hotel, and in the hotel, did not leave. The hotel was only at, they said, 20% capacity. So it was all social distancing. The only place you could take off your mask was at the pool, but everything was so spread out. And all we did was go to the pool every day, relax, and then eat food in the room. Okay. It was nice. I needed, I'm sorry, but, like, I needed some sun. I needed a pool. I don't have a pool here. I was just like... Ohio was great, but, you know, it's the one vacation that we've had since last year. And I was like, I just need a little sun and a mm. pool. All right. Well, when we come back, positive note is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let me send a happy birthday to my uh, manager, June. Uh, June Tycoon, a.k.a. Carl Blair. Happy birthday to June. Today is his birthday. Happy birthday, June. June. June's a good day. guy. I saw him with his bikers on riding with you too. Yeah, we're gonna ride, we gonna ride for his we're gonna take a bike ride for his birthday. <laughs> well, nah, B. Nah. <laughs> if you giving your boy birthday sex, no. what's wrong with that? Hey. Other no, than you no. married. Shorty wanna ride with me. No, we're gonna take a birthday ride <laughs> for his birthday. So we're gonna we All gonna I heard was entanglement. Oh my. Oh my goodness! Birthday That's what I heard. Ride. Shout out to my brother June. We gonna a couple of us. We gonna go for a bike ride for his birthday. So you shout said out a to birthday well, listen, ride. Just, and just make sure he showers before you blow out his candle. Okay. Oh my goodness. Also, I have my Motown Countdown show tonight on Fox Soul, so make sure y'all check that out. And this week, this is going to be fun because we're doing revolutionary songs. So, you know, there's those songs that 
really defined moments and define what's happening in the world. Like, let me give you an example. Bob Marley, Get Up, Stand Up, or F the Police by NWA, right? So tonight we'll be discussing what those top five songs are. And I do have some special guests joining me. Moni Love will be there, Yo-Yo and Dougie Fresh. So that'll be a fun and insightful panel. And you guys will learn a lot and hear some interesting stories. Okay. All right. Well, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, man. I want to simply say, uh, and two quotes that I repeated earlier in the show. Number one, jealousy is a form of hatred built on insecurity. But also know that jealousy is when you count someone else's blessings instead of your own. Breakfast club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done?